Welcome, you're listening to Coulda, Woulda, Shoulda, the podcast that pulls back the curtains in your mind. We like to shed a little light on why you're thinking what you're thinking. Everyone has a choice in life, in what and how they think. Together, we're going to focus on high-functioning habits. There is no more time to live with any sort of regret. Coulda, Woulda, Shoulda, the inspirational podcast for the inspired. Let's get into today's show with your host, Shelley R. Shearer. Hello, world. Shelley Shearer here, and welcome to the show. I'm in a great mood today. It has been, man, this last few days, weeks, months, right? And I know a lot of my podcasts have been going through how I've been dealing with the pain and our broken medical system and even a bit of conspiracy stuff and my lack of, of uh, understanding how people can be so hoodwinked into all this propaganda that we're being fed every day. And it's just like, enough. Let's talk about consistency. Because now more than ever, we need to take our consistency, uh, the consistency of our good habits seriously. I heard a great saying the other day when I was in a course uh, by Jan Jansen. She made the comment that action... How did she say it? Oh, for crying out loud, it was right in my brain. Action creates certainty. Oh, I loved it. Action creates certainty. And you know what? That kind of speaks a little bit. You might think, well, what are those got to do with consistency? Because when you're consistent in action, you are doing one of two things. You are finding out what works and you're finding out what doesn't work. And the problem with most of us is we get hung up on what doesn't work. Oh, well, like, you know what, that, I, I shouldn't have done that, and, or that, that was bad, or that was the wrong decision, so I'm not going to do that again, or I'm not going to try again, or I'm not, I'm not going to do that. No. If you're looking for clarity in your life, get into action and be consistent about it. I have all of you as followers, and I know that that's going to change a little bit because I'm going to start being a little bit more outspoken about some things. I don't believe in what's going on in the world today. And I believe, you know, that governments have really far outreached their, their mandate. I believe there's an evil in the world. It's not a conspiracy theory. There is evil in the world. We all know that. But that evil is now wearing a suit and standing on television. And it's not about the person, guys. It's about the energy and the darkness that we are letting run rampant all over the globe right now. And I believe the light's going to win. I always have. I've, I've always believed that good will always triumph over evil. Uh, but man, there's just a lot of evil out there right now. And it's, it can be really depressing. And when I have epiphanies and I have um, moments of, of clarity, I have real visceral, uh, emotional, physical reactions. I don't know about how you guys are feeling lately, but I've, been, I've woken up foul a couple of times the last week or two. Now, just to give you a little update, my pain is doing so much better. Okay, so thank you for all your kind thoughts and your words. And it's, it's just so appreciated. The, the numbness in the arm is still there and it makes me very tired. I do not have the nerve pain in that spot where I did the ancestral clearings. That is completely cleared up now. My neck is sore, but now I know why. You know, it's not fibro uh, all the time. I actually have a physical issue that needs to be dealt with with surgery. This is fantastic. Knowing what's wrong has really, really, really changed my perspective on things. And I did something silly the other day. Did I podcast about this last week? I've got this really cool new uh, thumper. It looks like, um, <clears throat> excuse me, it's a handheld massage device. 
And I bought it for my husband and I because, you know, I have real problems with my large muscle groups and my legs and stuff with the fibro. And I need to break down that lactic acid. And because also as well that because of my fibromyalgia, I can't be as active as I would like. So I'm not, you know, using those muscle groups in jogging and playing squash and and things like that because it fatigues me so, so desperately. I've got to find other ways to keep myself detoxed and lactic acid moving and things like that. So I bought this really crappy one off Amazon for like $59 and... Uh, it was an $89 one that was on sale and I sent it straight back within three days. It was completely useless and bought myself a, not a Walt, what was the name of it? A a name brand one. And it was $189 on for 150 bucks. Wow. Everybody I use it on is like, I want one of those. Like, honestly, the thing is fantastic. But what I did was I was using it on a very low setting on my, uh, across my shoulders, my traps. And that clearly is too close to the neck still for me, even though I was tight. It was like, no, massage that manually because it reverberated through my neck and set off the nerves. And I went to sleep with legs and my lower back that went numb. So I've been going to, you know, I've been living with this pain now and this numbness for almost six weeks in my hands where a chiropractor cracked my neck. No one knew until we had the CT scan that I have bone growth down all my channels where my nerves are so they're not free to move freely and we impeded one and now I'm dealing with this constant uh, numbness I numbed my legs out freaked me out I got no sleep that night I was in pain the legs were falling asleep I couldn't get the circulation back into them and uh, the next morning I phoned the neurosurgeon say you know is he gonna call me ever (laughs) because it's been a month and a half now and the surgery has to happen. I mean, all the doctors have said the same thing. So it was very interesting, my my observation of all of this, to know that, okay, we don't do that. You know, my girlfriends are like, you did what? I says, yeah, I was using my little pounder too close to my neck. So that's, you know, lower back, below, legs, lower, you know, whatever. It's doing wonders on my sciatic, by the way. And the fact that on my right-hand side, I've got a slightly calcified T-band from lack of of movement from a few years back, and it's loosening that right up too. So overall, feel fantastic. But you got to keep it away from my neck. So the big thing as well as looking after your health is consistency as well. So yeah, I made a mistake. One, I bought the wrong device. Two, I used it too close to an injury. And Those things, though, still brought me clarity because action brings clarity. It doesn't have to always be the right action. You just need to act. So what are you doing in your life that is consistent? What is it that you want to change? Because if there is something in your life that you would like to be different, you've got to change how you're approaching it. If you always do what you've always done, you'll always get what you've always got. That saying is so true and so true today. Action is required. And once action is obtained, then consistency of that action is required. What we do over and over, uh, Sam Crowley, the, the gentleman that has the podcast every day is Saturday, repetition reduces resistance. When you have a new habit you are starting or a new thought process. So let's just talk thought process, not just necessarily physical habits, because I'm just loving Joe Dispenza's books right now. And we're leaving in the next hour up to our family vacation home uh, for Thanksgiving. It's the Canadian Thanksgiving this weekend. We have so much to be grateful for. 
but I'm still so grateful to be on a road trip, take the puppy up to the new house, uh, to her new house that she needs to, to know that that's another place that she'll be living in for the rest of her, her, her life. Go off a walk on the beach. Maybe we'll get lucky in a couple of the wineries, even though it's October, might still be open for some wine tasting. Make a big turkey dinner, get into a food coma and light the fire and watch movies. <laughs> it's what we do. It's how we roll. And I'm really looking forward to it. So it doesn't have to just be a physical habit, like getting up in the morning and taking your supplements or eating a better breakfast or getting better sleep and not taking your devices into the bedroom. Habits or, or, or uh, and consistency can also be about thought process. I posted on Instagram the other day, emotions follow thought. We've been led to believe most of our lives that it's the other way around, that we have an emotion and it leads to a thought. That is actually completely and utterly inaccurate. You have a thought, then you have an emotion about it. So if you are having emotions that you don't like and you're having anxiety or you're having depression or you're sad or something's making you angry or you're feeling like you're in victim, what are you thinking about? For me, my thoughts around my family were a gerbil wheel that I was self-perpetuating. They're awful people. They treat me badly. They're so unfair. Do you see what I'm, you hear what I'm saying? Therefore, I have an emotional response to how they treat me. Now, don't get me wrong. They do. <laughs> but that's beside the point. Life happens for us, not to us. I, there was lessons I needed to learn. I never would have learned them if I didn't have the family I have. If they didn't treat me the way they did, if there wasn't that childhood and the conflict with my mom. I chose these people to come into this life with to learn lessons so that in my 50s, I in turn could help other people. I am very clear on that now and it has taken me two years to get to this point. Two years to understand that my thoughts are driving my feelings which are driving my behaviors. And that cycle, if you want it to break or change, you need to break. So that means you have to put new thoughts into your head. And that means sometimes, that's why in the, the, the ebook on my, on my um, website, livingwellwithshell.com, I talk about contemplation or meditation because you need to practice having different thoughts. It is very easy to spiral down into old limiting beliefs. And the big thing that kills me is the addiction that we uh, develop regarding these types of emotions and these responses. Our bodies have a chemical reaction that we are used to. It's comfortable to us. If you want different and you want more, you have got to master that. You've got to change that. And I'm here to help you. So something I want to put out there. I don't know why I was called to do this. Someone, I'm just paying it forward actually because someone did it for me. A lovely lady that I met a year ago came and did my numerology report uh, this week. And she printed it on beautiful paper, all in color, in a folder, all at her dime. This was her gift. And she's been doing this apparently all over the place. And she just realized she needed to serve. And I feel exactly the same way. I have two slots in my calendar that I will take on a pro bono client. We must do an intake call to make sure we're on the same page and that I truly can help you and that we resonate with each other. But if you have been feeling called to any of my messages and have wondered what it would be like to change some of your thinking, please reach out to me, Shelly at livingwellwithshell.com or livingwellwithshell at gmail.com. Just livingwellwithshell, you will find me all over social media, the website. You can just go to the website actually and, and, uh, and, and uh, log in there. 
and we will we will have a conversation. I feel very strongly about this. There, I don't know why, and I don't question anymore. I have been consistently practicing changing how my thought process works this last two years. The big thing is with my family. And it was funny. I think I've already told you this, but if I didn't, I'm just going to give you the example of what happened with my sister. When I cut her off emotionally and I quit the gerbil wheel in my head about my thoughts about her, I felt free. She started texting me every day and trying to create drama. It got to the point that by the fourth day, if I was checking a message and I got this look in my face, my husband would be like, oh, is that your sister again? I'm like, yes, don't talk to her for months on end. And she, and it was just daily because on her end, energetically, you have to understand guys, when you change something in yourself or you cut someone out of your life, they feel it. You might not think they do, and they might not even be consciously aware of it, but they do. It has happened to me in the past. And it was interesting how this happened again, especially with my sister, because it was just like, like I say, we have so little to do with each other normally, unless we're talking about my parents. We have most of the time, nothing but conflict. She's entitled. She lives in her bubble. And, uh, and she just has a way of looking at life that I don't understand. I don't understand people that, that are, that are just greedy and, and are, are entitled. I, they don't even resonate with me. I'm, I'm, my husband is a very, very generous person for all his faults. He's an incredibly generous, generous person. And we believe in that. We believe in paying it forward. And we believe in giving to whom much is given, much is expected. And it's really funny that as an adult, I had to come to grips with the fact that although I was raised in a very Christian home, my family doesn't live like Christians. They are judgmental, and entitled and not giving and uh and selfish and it's like wow and they've spent most of their my life telling me that I'm a drama queen and things it's like no I'm not actually I make a decision I get things done and if I make a mistake I own up to it but I bought into all that because I bought into the story that was being told are you doing that in an area of your life whether it's your family or work it doesn't have to always be family guys where are you doing that in your life like I said, repetition reduces resistance. You have to practice, practice, practice. Now, it was interesting because I ended a friendship this week. I have a girlfriend that we were very, very close. She is, uh, her significant other is actually brothers to my husband's best friend. And why I mention that is the whole family is very connected. Uh, the, uh, the best friend's wife is, uh, they introduced Keith and I. We have known each other since grade two or three. I've carried these girlfriends with me my whole life. I actually worked with some of the family members, didn't even realize they were related to Keith's best friend. It's, it's really a small world how that, that whole situation plays out. Well, there was a celebration of life this week on the Sunday, and Keith and I were the only people there that weren't family, and then two older gentlemen that came to pay their respects. The father died way back in the, at the beginning of COVID, but they couldn't do anything about it. And, you know, he was a miserable old cuss, and it was such a heartbreak because he was in this house all by himself because he would not change. So eventually his wife started developing dementia. He wouldn't let caregivers in. Social services came in and took her out of the home. That's how drastic it got. And then he spent a year dying by himself. Miserable, angry, and bitter. It's such a heartbreak to see that because he wouldn't open his mind, his heart, his way of thinking. Don't be that person. You are, it's never too late to change. Never in a million years would I with, would have thought at 55 that I think the way I think now with the upbringing that I had, how black and white I was when I was young. 
I got persecuted on Facebook this week, which was spectacular because there's a freedom rally that I'm going to attend because I believe our governments are overreaching and it's time to take a stand. And good people doing nothing is how evil prevails in the world. And I was full on attacked. Someone actually thought my Facebook page was hacked because they couldn't believe that I would support this. I'm like, you've got to be freaking kidding me. So I would have to agree that that wouldn't have been me 25 years ago. I just kind of went with the flow. I tried not to, you know, cause too many ripples in the water. And I grew up in a household, be seen and not heard. And then finding out, you know, later in life through an ancestral clearing that my sister, who I've, you know, just loathed my whole life from the day she was born, uh, was really, there's a reason for that. That soul, who she was to me in a past life, being abusive and, and such, uh, there's a reason my soul didn't like her. I've done my best to overcome it. I've done my best to have a relationship with her, but she cannot help but go back time and time again onto her unconscious belief system. But I don't want to live there anymore. I don't want to play in that puddle anymore. And so I, I cut it off. Well, this friend of mine, kind of the same deal, very, very victim mentality. She's had terrible things happen to her. Don't get me wrong. But if you hang on to that, then what happens is you only see and hear the world through your filter of victim and abuse. And apparently I said something to her at the funeral that was inappropriate. I should never have said it. I have no memory of saying it. I don't remember seeing her. So I was like, what? I did not. Now, the sad part was I was thinking it. That's why I, I can't sit in denial and go, there's no way I would have ever said that. Absolutely, I would could have said it because I was thinking it. She'd kind of got to the point in our friendships that unless we were paying her to come and work for us, we never saw her and she didn't reach out. She made no effort to maintain friendships. Got a lot on her plate, I understand that. But we were chasing after her constantly and feeling like, one, are we just bad friends? You know, are we doing something wrong here? And so she attacked me to say, hey, you know, you told me that all my friends think that we're only friends if you're paying me. I really can't see that those exact words would have left my mouth, but I might have hinted at something or made a comment that because that's perhaps the way she thinks about herself, that's what she heard. And it's not the first time. It's about the third time she's attacked me like this. And as much as I love her and she's an amazing person, guys, you can... You can have people in your life that shouldn't be there any longer, that you need to let go of, that may have wonderful attributes, but I can't live in that victim mentality anymore. I've come out of that myself, so when I'm around it, around other people, it's very frustrating for me. No problem coaching you if you want to get past it yourself, but if you're going to attack me again, and the, you know... I did something really stupid a couple of years ago. I sent her a message that was very passive aggressive. She was cleaning my house. We were trying to help her out. And I needed, I didn't handle it professionally. I sent sort of a joking half passive aggressive text and she took it totally the wrong way. I knew it as soon as I had done it that that's not how this person was, this, that this was how this person was going to react. I'm like, oh, please. I remember sitting in my infrared sauna going, oh my God, don't need jerk, don't need And sure enough, three seconds later, she quits. No conversation, no resolution, just I'm attacked, I quit. I really struggle with that because I believe in conflict resolution. I believe in getting past stuff. And it also, the guilt was brutal how I had hurt this friend of mine. However, you know, that was my fault. Our relationship was never the same afterwards, but we have tried. And since then, she has accused and attacked me a couple of times. And I finally just said, do you know what? It's not the first time you've done it. I'm sorry if I hinted or even said anything along the lines that you think I said, but I know from past experience as well that 
This is more about what you think you heard or how you feel about yourself. And it's not the first time you've attacked me, but it's going to be the last. You know, she, she made a comment that, you know, we'll try again in 2021. No, we won't. That friendship is done for me. It is completely done. And I can't tell you how freeing that was to end that friendship. Doesn't have to be mean. I wished her well. I told her straight out, I'm going to hold on to all the amazing memories. <clears throat> she's looking after her mother-in-law with dementia right now. And she's exhausted. And that woman is so lucky to have my girlfriend. And I, I you know, I praised that and still walked away. Because the relationship's not serving either one of us. All she hears and sees is negativity. And all I see is victim and guilt being dumped on me. And it's like, no, no. If you are letting this happen in your own life, this is where consistency needs to kind of step in. You need to consistently rewrite the story in your head. You need to consistently look around who's in your life. Now, I don't suffer fools lightly. I don't say it very often, but stupid people make me crazy. <laughs> and I think that's so mean because I, I, it's not that I just, and I don't mean book smart because I certainly don't have a, a degree. And I guess that's maybe why I beat up on myself for so many years. I have education up the yin-yang. I've taken more courses. I've done more research. I, my goodness. But I'm not one of those people that goes into the, the system and it gets a piece of paper necessarily. I want to learn something, then I want to move on. And I had to laugh because the lady that did the, the numerology thing, she goes, your personality with what I'm reading here, she says, um, and I've got a master number. So she says, you've got a destiny and you need, to, you need to embrace this and quit second guessing yourself. But you do need to understand that you're going to struggle with people that you think are just kind of dumb. And she says, it's not about book smarts. It's about people that are basically ignorant, that can, can, cannot see the forest for the trees. They will not hear the truth no matter what it is. If you tell them the sun is yellow, they're going to say it's green. And that kind of stupidity, I struggle with. I struggle with. And so I've learned to keep my mouth shut because I don't want to offend people and I don't want to be a bitch. But when she mentioned it, she says, this is something in your personality and you sort of kind of need to let it go as well. It's okay to not think everybody's on the same page and just let it go. Just don't get personally, because I get invested in it. I get invested in wanting to change your mind or when I was younger or, or prove my point is right. I mean, that's the whole thing of my, of my teenage years was my religion. I mean, growing up in the Pentecostal church, I mean, everyone was going to hell but us. And it was, you know, I just consider it like my mission in life to convince everybody, oh my freaking goodness. Yeah, no, <laughs> that is not how I feel any longer. I still believe in God and I still use those words. You guys can use whatever you like. I just believe that we're energetic beings and I, I do believe in good and evil. I believe that there is a darkness on the planet right now and that it needs to be fought back with light and love. Whereas I tend to be a little impatient, like I just love action flick movies and my, my, you know, Keith's like, you are so bloodthirsty. I'm watching like, yep, yeah, just shoot the bad guy in the head, you know, just off my planet. I'm done. I just like to run around the whole world shooting all the bad people. But really what's a bad person and who gets to judge that? Maybe that's why the Bible says thou shalt not kill because maybe they're just being taken over by entities or energies that are not their own. Maybe they're not, make, they're not making any logical or conscious thought towards their behaviors. I don't know. I really don't. I don't mean that evil shouldn't be punished. 
but uh, but yeah, I get I get a little I get a little born <laughs> I get a little Jason born at times, and and I just love action flicks. I just love them. Uh, so okay, so enough about that. But when we want things different in our lives and we want that consistency, it takes practice, and that isn't just the habit; it's the thought process as well. Like I talked about earlier, you have to change how you think. Now, where do we start? One read better books, watch better TV, turn the news off. Those are starts and then stay consistent with those and see where it takes you. Then when those things are consistent and they're second nature, then you can move on to introducing new thought processes, reading a new book, so it sounds like my husband's home. The puppy's called into her crate, but then she just heard daddy on the stairs. It's kind of funny because we're going to head out of town. But I want you to think about this. In Canada, this is the Thanksgiving weekend. We have so much to be grateful for. But there's a lot of bad stuff going on out there. But honestly, guys, it starts with you. It simply starts with you and your mindset. Have a great day, everyone. And I'll catch you on the flip side. We really hope you enjoyed this episode of Coulda, Woulda, Shoulda. Stay connected with us directly through livingwellwithshell.com. You can also join the discussion on Twitter at livingwellwithshell and Instagram at www.instagram.com slash livingwellwithshell. If you would like to speak with us, please send us an email through shelley at livingwellwithshell.com. And as always, thank you for pushing your mindset towards a better reality. This concludes the most thought-provoking portion of your day. Thank you. And remember, willpower will only get you so far if you don't have a plan. <laughs>